Episode 1, Divine Creation. Source, an ASU professor who teaches mythology. Hi, my name is Jude, I don't use pronouns, and I like ice cream with crunchy things in it, punk music, and lizards. Hi, my name is Daj, uh, my pronouns are she, they. I like the colors green, yellow, and gray. Uh, my favorite show right now is Doom Patrol. Welcome to Lawn Chair Religion. This is our first ever episode of our first ever podcast. I'm really excited about this. Uh, I love mythology and religion, and I love learning about them. And Jude knows way more than I do about them, so this should be fun. And today, I think we're going to start off with the beginning of the gods, the divine creation myth. It establishes the origins of the gods we will be talking about. It establishes a family tree, and it gives the events leading up to Zeus's reign on Mount Olympus, where all the gods live. So, the world begins as chaos, which means void, darkness, or abyss, and it is a physical place. Oh, it's an actual place? That's cool. Um, so I wonder if it's just like a bunch of souls who don't talk, don't interact, don't speak, you know? Like, they just exist in a like, miserable state of being. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> um, but uh, right now, no people exist. There are no spirits and no gods until out of the chaos comes three deities. We've got Tartarus, which means confusion, and he resides beneath the earth. We got the first goddess, Gaia, which means Earth. And then there's Eros, who is like Cupid, who right now is an abstract force of love and desire. And the reason Eros is one of these gods is because there can be no creation or sex without love. Okay, so I get why Eros is essential, and I get why Gaia is essential, but why is Tartarus essential for the foundation of life? It's essential because that's where all the souls go to be judged. It's um, after death. It's where the spirits will reside. Okay. Gaia now has a baby, Uranus. She gives birth all by herself. Uh, girl boss, can we say? Keep <laughs> <laughs> <Big> girl boss. <laughs> um, Uranus is the sky personified. But guess what? They weren't just mother and son. They were also husband and wife. Well, like, I can't imagine that there are the same morals for these beings as the ones that we have. So I feel like they, like, transcend uh, our standards in terms of, like, incest or even sex, you know? No, you're totally right. There are no real morals for the gods. They're allowed to incite vengeance with murder and marry their brothers and sisters however much they want to. As we know Zeus does. As we know Zeus does. (laughs) (laughs) These two dudes essentially have 18 kids. But Uranus will not let them be born because he doesn't want to be overthrown by one because now he is the king of gods. So (laughs) to stop them from being born, he never stops having sex with Gaia. And Gaia obviously wants out of this situation fast as fuck. So she asks one of her kids who are all still inside of her belly Mm -hmm. to help. His name is Cronus, and he sneaks his little baby way up to where Uranus and Gaia are still having sex, and he cuts his dad's dick and balls off. Why, it's a dick and balls, of course. (laughs) So, now that this man's dick and balls are completely severed, all the kids come shooting out, and the penis blood that fell all over the earth will later become a race called the Giants. That's nasty. Very nasty. So, Cronus throws the dick all the way into the ocean, where, 
Aphrodite is then born from the cock and some sea foam. What happens to Uranus and Tartarus and Gaia? They're all still chilling and being the gods and goddesses they are, but they're just existing in the background for the rest of this story. Okay. Cronus is now the king of gods because he cut his dad's dick off, and he marries his sister Rhea. They have six kids, which are half of the twelve Olympians. These kids are Hera, Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, Demeter, and Hestia. Gaia and Uranus tell Cronus one of his kids will overthrow him too. So guess what he does? Yeah, he eats all of his kids. <laughs> um, but except one, Zeus, who was hidden by Rhea. This bitch got to grow up while his siblings were floating around in some stomach acid. He got to grow up in a beautiful mountain in Crete. When Zeus grows up, he makes his dad throw up all of his siblings, and then he defeats him. So what happens to the Titans? They get defeated too, and they're all in Tartarus. Okay. Zeus is now king of gods. Hades gets the underworld, and Poseidon gets the sea. Zeus takes the sky. This happened because they all drew lots. Like, uh, you know, like drawing straws, the shortest straw gets the worst thing? Yeah. That's how they did this. Aww. <laughs> then, Hades. Yeah, he did get the shortest straw. But he's happy in his home, as we'll figure out later. Right, and then he gets Persephone. Uh, Persephone? Yes, Persephone. Mm-hmm. Then Zeus starts to get married. First to Themis, the goddess of law. And so he also becomes the goddess of law because he married her. He becomes the goddess of law. Oh, my apologies, the god. <laughs> no, I like genuinely, I thought maybe he was the goddess because of like the rules since he gave birth and such. Oh, well, we'll actually talk more about that later. Then to Metis, god of wisdom and trickery. Again, Gaia and Uranus say his son will overthrow him. And Zeus's solution is to swallow his wife. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, not the kids, but not his the wife. kids. So he does. He swallows her. He goes about his merry way. He then gets a really bad headache, and then Athena, goddess of wisdom and war, comes out of his head in full armor. I just thought of a really funny joke. Yeah. Instead of her swallowing him, he swallows her. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's nasty. You were saying. Um, And then Athena came out of his head in full armor. And because Zeus gave birth all by himself, we're going to forget about him swallowing his wife to make that happen. He, uh, He gave birth all by himself. He will always rule over the gods. By giving birth... And being the only male that can give birth, Zeus takes over the power of procreation for himself. This justifies the sexism in the culture Mm. and the right men think they have over their wives and pregnancies. Mm, Because a man gave birth before. And so technically, like, Zeus is like the mom and the dad. Yes. Essentially. So, like, okay. That's that's, that's what I was referencing to when you Mm -hmm. mentioned that he was a goddess. I was thinking that he might actually be a goddess. No, he's just a sexist man who gets to give birth. Right. (laughs) And mind you, this is the only time he gives birth. Right, exactly. Just once. But, like, that creates a precedent. Yes. No matter how many times women can give birth. Exactly. Just this one time Zeus did makes him the king of gods forever. And this also tells us that people are demanded to have children. Fuck off. <laughs> I know. Not people, women. 
Yes. And fuck off. And fuck off. Um, a lot of myths are made to justify and explain things about the culture, but this is not a good reason for sexism, mind you. Right. Um, nothing is actually a good reason for sexism. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I would like to finish off with part of the creation poem. The first gods. In the beginning, there was only chaos, the abyss, but then Gaia, the earth, came into being. Her broad bosom, the ever-firm foundations of all, and Tartarus, dim in the underground depths, and Eros, loveliest of all the immortals, who makes their bodies and men's bodies go limp, mm-hmm. mastering their mind and subduing their wills. From the abyss where were born Erebos, the dark night, the night pregnant after sweet intercourse with Erebos, gave birth to Aether and the day. Earth's first child was Uranus, starry heaven, just her size, a perfect fit on all sides, and firm foundation for the blessed gods. And she bore the mountains in long ranges, haunted by the nymphs who live in the deep mountain bells. And then she gave birth to the barren raging sea without any sexual love. But later she slept with Uranus and bore ocean with its deep currents, and also Coeus, Creus, Hyperion, Iapetos, Thea, Rhea, Themis, Minesion, Gold-crowned Phoebe, and lovely Tethys. Good for her. They were getting it on. I know, but she had to cut his balls off to give birth, which is, don't think could actually work in real life. True. The baby's going to come out no matter if the dick is in there, I think. Right, yeah. 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 How do you have sex for nine months? They're not like us. They're not people. No. It would hurt so bad. I mean, I was going to say, technically you could. It would just be painful. Yeah. And someone would have to be standing there bringing you food and water. <laughs> and you would stink. You Nine would stink. months, no showering. I know. Unless Ugh. you guys, like, figure... Unless, like, people, like, bathed you. There would have, This would have to be, like, a whole, like, Operation. group experience. Yeah. yeah. It would... I don't... I, I don't need to try this, personally. No. No. I don't think I do, either. Right? Um, so, that's it. And before we go, I'd like to plug our Instagram, lawn.chairreligion. Um, feel free to ask us questions or drop some comments or answer this question, which god or goddess from any religion is the one you connect to the most. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see you next Friday. Uh, see you next Friday. Bye. Bye.